All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, December 4th of 2023. Here, apologies for the late start. Was having a little bit of technical difficulty, so everything should be good now. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second way, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel. In our Discord server, if you're not in our Discord and want to get joined up, there is a link in the description below. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the SaberSim team and the rest of the SaberSim community. So can't say enough good things about the Discord here, but we have a very special announcement. A big, big congratulations to Shady Advice. If you guys are in the Discord, that I'm sure you've seen Shady Advice around. He took down a Millie Maker yesterday, and that was his first Millie Maker. So huge shout out to Shady Advice. He is going to be getting a SaberSim Rolex here pretty, pretty soon. And if you guys aren't aware of that promotion, uh, our Winner Circle promotion is pretty sweet. Uh, Max and I were talking about it earlier. We were recording our NFL review show. But for those of you guys who aren't aware, up here at the top where it says Winner Circle, if you win a million-dollar prize and you use the SaberSim logo and follow all of the other rules here, uh, all you got to do, you get when you win the million dollars, you get free SaberSim for life, you get a custom engraved Rolex, and then you get all of the other prizes with all of the other levels of the winner circle here. So that will be coming soon to Shady Advice. One more big shout-out to him. Uh, he is super helpful in the Discord, always helping people out always giving his thoughts in the various different channels. And uh, he's a big part of our, our Discord community here. Uh, Car Park said, for some reason, I thought you were Shady Advice. I wish I was. No, no, I am not Shady Advice. Uh, unfortunately, right? I, I wish I was today, but, but that's okay. So uh, it is Monday. We do have to announce the winners of our weekly max challenge. So for, that, for you guys who aren't aware, you know, our weekly max challenge is a another promotion slash giveaway that we do during the NFL season here. And this one, you can get access to weekly rewards, season long rewards. All you got to do is follow our eligibility requirements down here on the bottom. And then we do have a DraftKings mini max challenge. And then we do have an owner's box mini max challenge as well. So for our winners for this week over on DraftKings, our winner was giant orange with a 27th place finish and 210 0.36 points. So congratulations, Giant Orange. You are going to get a SaberSim hoodie and an entry into our end of the season free roll here. And then for our winner over on Owner's Box, our own Jordan Chan here took first place in the mini max, but he is not eligible for any reward since he is a staff member. So the reward goes to Nopticopter with an 11th place finish and 188.06 points. So Nopticopter is also going to get a SaberSim hoodie and is going to get one free month of SaberSim Ultimate. So congratulations to you guys being our top finishers for the week. And then now it's time for our random entrant winner for DraftKings, going to be getting free entry into next week's Minimax. So in case you guys aren't aware, this sheet is posted up in the Discord. It's pinned in the Office Hours channel. I sent it with the going live notification. That way you guys can come in here and make sure your guys' names are logged. We want to make that transparent in case we mess up. We do our best to get everybody and not miss anybody, but sometimes it happens. So 
We always appreciate you guys double-checking our work, but I've grabbed everybody from our list here, copied them into our trusty wheel of names over here, uh, which is gone blank. So let's see if I refresh. There should be 189 names here. And this is not good. So let's see. Maybe I got to come back to it. Oh, wheel of names, unresponsive. Okay. So let's try this again. Okay, we're back. All right, I have all 189 names up here. So I'm going to spin, and then the winner is going to get free entry into next week's Minimax contest. So it looks like our winner is going to be, drum roll please, Eggs Any Style. Congratulations, my man. You know, we actually had a question in the Office Hours channel this weekend. How do I like my uh, sandwiches, uh, toast or no toast, and mayo or mustard. So my answers were toasted and mayo. The way I like my eggs, hey, man, you can't beat over easy eggs. So I'm big over easy egg guy. But congratulations to all the winners this week. Our support team will be reaching out to all of you so you guys can claim your prizes. And then thank you guys for continuing just to go strong with this promotion. Uh this was our lowest week of entries, and it was 189 people continue to participate each and every week. So the numbers have been super strong this year. We really appreciate you guys, and we love doing this for you guys. So thank you all. You guys all make this possible. All right, going to get into our office hours here, and we're going to start with the questions that came in in the Discord, and then we'll jump over to the YouTube chat. And then it looks like car park did not know about this promotion it says that is awesome that you do this show. So helpful. Thank you. Oh yeah, man. hundred percent. That is what we are here for. So our first question I saw came in from JJ over the weekend here. So want to get to this one first and then we'll jump over to YouTube after we knock all these out. So first question, Hey gang, I was looking in the video archives for a, how to stop a running back and wide receiver stack rule. Four main slates. Can't find anything. Is that even possible? Uh, yeah, great question. So you can definitely do that. So what I would say is uh, we'll do this for the Monday to Thursday. I, I guess I could just go back to the main slate. I had like a million and one builds from like doing a bunch of testing, but we can just go back. So um, you could probably do this two different ways now that I'm thinking about it. And because it sounds like you're okay with a stack that's a quarterback or a running back and a quarterback or a wide receiver, but not, but not both. So the way I would write this is I would go to group rules. I would go to automatic. And then I would say if at least one group by team, and I'm going to say quarterback, then use, I'm going to say no more than one. And then I'm going to say running back or wide receiver. And I think that's the best way to write it, where you're basically saying, hey, if I'm using the quarterback, I don't want to use more than one of a running back or wide receiver, but I'm okay with like another tight end. It gets a little tricky here because I'm not sure if this would prevent double wide receivers uh, if you're okay with that. So like another way to do this 
would be to say, hmm, gosh, it's so tricky because if you write a rule like this, then you're almost like double preventing wide receivers. And I don't know if you want to do that. Maybe like a manual group rule would be better if there's like certain situations where it's like, oh man, this is like, this is like really challenging. I might have to think about this because the problem is like, if you go use no more than one and we'll say that, you know, the chargers and we say like Keenan Allen and Eckler, I mean, if anybody has any ideas, like in the YouTube chat, that'd be great. But like, you can't really say like, Hey, use no more than one of Allen and Eckler. And then you have another rule for like Eckler and, and Guyton and then Eckler and Johnston. Um, so you would have to have like a bunch of manual rules. You can't, you basically can't say, take this running back and then distribute it to each wide receiver individually. That's like not possible to write. So I'm going to think about that. But as far as, you know, immediate takeaways, I would write the rule how I originally wrote it, that if then rule here. So just rewind it and pause it and go with that for now and then see what you're kind of getting on the other side here. But it will probably prevent QB plus twos with two wide receivers. It will not prevent the tight end because we didn't check the tight end as one of the players. So there's a little bit of a trade-off there, but this might be something that you could better handle with a manual group rule. And it looks like the Smacks guy said, that's what I do. I just set manual rules uh, in this case. So, all right. Question from Peter. Peter said, Oh, actually, hold on. Francis said, can't you do if at least one running back, then use exactly zero wide receivers from the same team? That's actually a great suggestion. So let's try that. So you could say, you could even say quarterback running back too. Thank you so much. See, you guys are super helpful. So if you say, if at least, you know, say two QB and running back, then use exactly zero and then you could say you know wide receivers or even wide receiver tight end from the same team so this would also prevent that so that's actually a great point so i would probably write the rule like this instead so if at least two quarterback plus running back then use exactly zero wide receivers and then this should prevent that specific case and then still allow for the double wide receiver option here as well so thank you francis you helped me to figure this one out all right, next question from Peter. Do you adjust your menu uniques before or after you run your contest sim, trying a few different lineup things, looking for professional help? Uh, yeah, man, great question. So the way that I like to do this is I like to do it after. So really what the contest sim is doing, it's providing you with additional sorting metrics. So I, my recommendation to, to not only you, but to everybody is to run your contest sim, sort by the metric you want, and then make changes. Do not adjust minimax exposures. Do not adjust min uniques. Make make no adjustments. So it's like build lineups, lineups generate, run contest sim, and then go into the rest of your process, right? So whether that be lineup curation, whether that be minimax exposures, whether that be min uniques, whatever it is, whether that be lineup filters, like do all of that stuff after you get to your prefer your preferred sorting metric. So I would always do that step first, but great question. 
All right, Casablanca said, new to SaberSim, how frequently will NFL projections and ownership projections be updated? Great question here. So what I could say is that there isn't a set schedule as far as Sims running up, uh, like kind of throughout the night in like day on like Saturday, uh, really because we're mostly just up, uh, updating for news that gets released and teams release injury news like throughout the day or, you know, reports come out that would lead to um, changes in like ownership and, and projection. So all of that is like a little fluid, but what I can tell you is that our final set of simulations run one hour to lock. So lock is at 1 PM Eastern. So at 12 PM Eastern, we kick off our final Sims for all of the games on the slate and the reason for that is that the injury report, the inactives list comes out 30 minutes, I'm sorry, 90 minutes prior to lock. So we we get the inactive report, we digest all that information, and then we run our final sims, and then you're good to go. So that is the sim schedule. And then ownership will typically update one last time after projections run. And I would give that like about, you know, five-ish minutes here for SaberSim to take in the updated projections, rerun the ownership, and then you should be all set. All right. Uh, Goat said. Oops. Goat said, do you have a video that explains what each metric means in the lineup build section, such as ROI, RAROI, win rate, cash rate, ROI standard deviation, and dupes? A um, couple of resources for you here. So go to help. And then how to use contest sims is going to be your first start here. This one is a good, like, overarching video. And then we have some specific videos. So we have, like, a ROI versus risk-adjusted ROI video. And then we have a dupes video as well here. So if I go to dupes. So what is the dupes contest sim metric? And I'm just like putting these all in the chat for everybody here in case anybody else needs these resources. And then as far as like win rate. So that basically means that, hey, you know, how many times did this lineup finish in first place out of the 100,000 sims we ran? And then if like the cash line is 20%, it's like, hey, how many... What percentage of the time did this lineup finish in the top 20%? Uh, standard deviation describes the, the payout distribution of the lineup. And then the other ones are covered here. So, so that is uh, in these videos specifically here. So actually, you know what? You posted this in the um, Discord. So I'll make sure to get these questions over to you in the discord as well here that way you can just access them from there so let me just do that really quickly before i forget but uh but yeah if you have any like more specific questions about these just let me know and i'd be happy to answer any more questions on them so that's no problem at all and then last one coming at you here uh interesting all right so boom, just hit you with those. Great. Going to go back to SaberSim. Uh, Going to hit our next question here from Kevlar. Kevlar said, 
Can you please do a demonstration on how to review your past lineup pool? Every time I sort by actual score, it doesn't sort my lineups at all. Not sure what I'm doing wrong. Okay, so yes, we can definitely do this. And the way that I would do this is I don't have any CSVs here. So if you want to, if you, okay, so what you probably want to do is use review mode. So what review mode does is this little magnifying glass with the money symbol and it says, Enable review mode to isolate your 20 lineups from the pool and sort by actual score. So what happens here is that SaberSim looks at the number in my lineups. And then what it does, I'm like pointing at the screen like you guys can see. I'm such an idiot. Uh, what, what, what review mode does is it's going to take your 20. It's going to separate them from the other 480 lineups. And then it's going to sort your 20 by actual score. So if I enable review mode and then... What I'm looking at now is the 20 lineups, and then this was the highest, 165, and then this was the next highest, 162. So then now what I can do here is I can open the pool, and then what you're going to see here is that some of these lineups are grayed out. These were lineups in my pool that scored higher than the lineups in my set of 20. So if I were to scroll down here, I would be able to get to the first lineup I played and then I can see how far down it is. So it looks like the first lineup. Um, let's just say it was it was this one. So like here we had to go like very far down in our pool just to get to the first lineup that was actually in my set of 20 here. And, and that was very far down, right? So that would tell me like, hey, you know, Somehow you didn't get to all these top lineups. Uh, maybe I was doing something wrong, right? But this is just like a demo. And then the difference is if I don't have that magnifying glass active and then I go in here and I just sort by actual score, what's going to happen is that it's just going to give me the top lineups regardless of whether or not they were originally a part of my set of 20 lineups. So that's what doing this little money symbol does. It isolates your lineups from the rest of the pool and then you can open the pool and then go and search and see, you know, how far down did you have to go to, to get to that point? So that's one way to do it. And then I'm gonna make a note here, uh, review mode. Lineup order. One thing I did notice is like, it didn't reorder it in review mode, actual score mode, uh, for the pool, which I thought was a little weird. So I'm going to ask about that. Okay, Larson said, thanks for all the help. I've had a great season this year with a few nice profitable weeks. Congratulations, my man. And the question is, my question for office hours, on three max builds, when I move the mini leagues higher, I get to builds that are ranked outside the top 100 sometimes. Where should I push the uniques before it starts to build suboptimal lineups just for the sake of diversity? Um, this depends. And what I'll say is that I suggest trying to stay in the top 25 to 50% of your lineup pool on average here. I see that, you know, you're on the standard plan and I'm, I'm very happy to hear that you're having a profitable season on the standard plan because people think like, oh, you know, you need contest sims or, or you won't win. Like that's clearly not the case. And you're a great case study of that. But, um, what I would say is that, you know, if you're using saber score, you have to be a little more careful because you don't have ROI to be your measuring stick. So that's why I say like 25 to 50% of the pool is usually a good marker. So honestly, I would, 
it depends what matters to you, right? If diversification matters to you most, then I would go deeper into your pool. If you basically have a rule where you're like, I don't want to play lineups outside of the top 100, then you're just going to kind of have to play around with it. And it's not going to be the same every week. Some weeks you're going to be able to get to, you know, three mini leagues. Some weeks you might be able to get to five. Some weeks you might be able to get to seven. So just play around with the number, be flexible with it. It's not a hard and fast rule. You don't need to use the same number every single week. So um, if, if that's what you're thinking, I would try and leave that thought behind. <clears throat> Ooh. All right. Fern Dog said, Andrew, let's say I have 1K lineups sorted by ROI, and I want to only have from those 1,000 the lineups that have ownership below 175. How would I have, how would I sort that? It's okay if I have, let's say, 200 left over from the one. Okay. So sort it. So you would just do a filter. So like, let's say that, you know, I have this lineup pool. Uh, let's say I'm sorted by Sabre score, but I only want to play lineups under a certain threshold. So go over to this filter on the right-hand side and then click add filter and then go show lineups with ownership less than, and then we say 175, whatever lineups are more than that value, it's going to move them directly into the trash. So we can see that our trash here, if I remove this, is now there's 143 lineups in there. So this is a quick way of trashing your lineups for that measurement that you want to impose on your pool of lineups. So go to filters, go to add filter, write a filter that looks like this, and then you will be all set. But that is how you do that. All right, question from Timmy. Timmy said, how can I write an NFL showdown rule where I only want at most one kicker or defense unless it is paired with the opponent's quarterback? Thanks. Uh, yeah, so for showdown, you're going to have to write a manual rule for this, and I will show you how to do that. So go to your slate here, right? So like, let's say I'm doing this for tonight's slate, and then I'm going to go to my settings. I'm going to go to my rules. So the big thing here is that DraftKings basically says like, Hey, the person is either a captain or they are flex. They don't care so much about their actual football position that they play. So what you need to do is use manual rules. And then what you're going to say is I only want it most one kicker or defense. So then I would say, unless it's paired with the opponent's quarterback. Hmm. I don't know if there's an unless. So what I would say is, okay, the way I'd write this. So if at least two, and then you're going to put your kicker or defense. So then what I would do is you can still filter by, posi by position, right? So if I want to go kicker defense, I just do this. So if at least two, and then I can go to flex and I can do the same. So I'm going to put both versions in here. I'll actually have to do it on a team by team basis. So let's do just the Jags as an example. So I'm going to put their kickers and defenses. So if at least two of the Jaguars kicker, the Jaguars defense, then use at least one. And then I'm going to say Cincinnati 
Jake Browning flex or Jake Browning utility. So this is what your rule would look like. So if I'm going to use two, then I must use this guy. And then you can write the same rule opposite for the other team. So just pause the video, capture that, and then rewrite it for yourself. All right, next question here from Smurf. Smurf said, for NFL showdown, I typically leave 1,000 salary on the table. Recently, I've been trying to allow more salary to be used in some lineups, but my issue with SaberSim is that it typically jams a lot of lineups at or near the salary ceiling that you set. My goal is to get some lineups in the 49 to 50K range, but let's say no more than 10% of my total set. What's the best way to do that? Good question. So what I would say is that this is probably a very good opportunity to take advantage of favorites. So if you don't know what favorites are, it's an ability to build different sets of lineups within your Saberson build workspaces and then combine them into a single contest. So like, let's say I'm building 20 lineups here. Um, let's say I need 20 lineups, right? So I'm going to build, you know, 18 here. And then I'm going to go build two lineups in another build workspace that have uh, the 49 to 50K salary. And then all these other ones are under 49K. So I can send these 18 to my favorites. When I go to my favorites, I'm going to go look in here. There's going to be 18 lineups. So then when I go to my other build and then I put two lineups, I send those to favorites. Now this will say 20. And then I could use the save to my contest button to save all 20 lineups to a single contest. So this is one way to take different types of lineups, combine them into one contest. I would definitely suggest using the favorites. All right. Question from KJ. KJ said, how much do you recommend users adjust player projections? I don't want to overthink it but the ROI is often decent, but my actual score is often considerably off the top lineup. Okay, so I think it's okay to adjust projections. It really comes down to why you are adjusting projections. If you see some huge minute inefficiency and you think that so-and-so player is going to play 35 minutes as opposed to 25 minutes, and you think that, you know, their point per minute value is one, one fantasy point per minute. Well, then you have a good reason to adjust them by 10 fantasy points. If you are just adjusting people simply to adjust them, well, then now it becomes a lot like murkier. You're not really sure why you're doing it. And now I don't have a really good baseline for like, I don't have a good advice to give you if I don't know why you're adjusting them, right? If you're just adjusting a player because you like them, well, then honestly, what I would do is just set a minimum exposure and just tell Saberson like, hey, I think that, you know, this player is, is going to do good. And I just want to make sure I have a higher percent of them in my lineup. So the easiest thing to do then would be to set a minimum exposure. But if you're trying to adjust projections for some type of inefficiency that the model and projections aren't capturing, then I don't think there's a right number. It really just comes down to the math behind whatever idea you had that led you to change them in the first place. 
Okay, good question there. All right, a couple more questions in Discord, and then we will jump over to the YouTube chat. Smurf said, also for NFL showdown tonight, an angle I'd like to play is Jake Browning gets to the optimal with a Bengals receiver captain, but unlikely if it's a Jags captain. What can I do to reduce my Jake Browning flex ownership on Jaguar captain lineups without killing my ownership on him as a whole, basically with a Jags captain, I want to get over on Bengals position players in the run back and less Browning. Uh, you can do two things, right? So one thing you can do is open up your lineups. And then you could set, depending on how aggressive you want to be, you could set a rule and rebuild your lineups that basically says if at least one, and then you go to Jaguars and you go to Jaguars wide receivers. So then, you know, you come in here, you check these guys in. So Ridley, Kirk, Jones, probably just those three. And then use exactly zero. And then you put Jake Browning in here. So I'm saying, hey, if I want to play these guys in the captain, I do not want to play Jake Browning. And this will make sure that he never gets into lineups with those players. If you want to be less aggressive and maybe allow some of those, but not all of those, then I would use a filter. So what I would do here is I would set my number of lineups to the same as the number in my pool here. So I'm going to put 182 lineups to match my pool. And then what I'm going to do is filter for captains that are Jaguars wide receivers. Okay. Jaguars wide receivers. So I can go to Ridley and then I can go to my flex and then I can see, Hey, is there any Jake Browning in these lineups? And if so, how much, right? So I have Jake Browning right here. So what I'm seeing is that within my 22 lineups that have Calvin Ridley, nine of them have Jake Browning. So what you can do here is filter for both and then just delete them from your pool. Like maybe I don't want even that many available, right? Maybe I'm only, maybe I'm okay with half of them available. And then this isn't to say that they're in your set of lineups. You could do it that way. You can do the same exercise, but like, okay, hey, in my top 20 lineups, you know, one, how many Jaguar captains wide receivers do I have? Which in this case is just Calvin Ridley in two lineups. And then I can go filter for his lineups, go look. Oh, I don't have Jake Browning in any of these two. I'm good. But if you did have him, right, you could filter for him and then you could trash however many of those lineups that you know you don't want. So you're going to have to use the filters or a hard and fast rule. All right. Next question here from Smurf. And the question says, where is it? When I use contest Sims, I find that when you sort by risk adjusted ROI, the Sims natural response is to just get way over leveraged on high point per dollar plays with low ownership, but I have to fight it to get my ownerships 
where I want them. Since it's so sensitive, changing projection can skew things the opposite direction and setting min slash max requirements on a set of lineups that have been built also skew my risk adjusted ROI for the set. How do you recommend I limit how extreme the sim makes my leverage on certain players? Um, so what I would say is that if you know you want your ownership in a certain range, like maybe you use some type of ownership rule, like some ownership, like, oh, I want, you know, 100 to like 150. I would just set those in, in the in the home screen as a lineup rule. Go to aggregate, go to my own sum at least, say 100, and then write a second rule that says my own sum, you know, no more than, you know, say 175. And then every lineup in your pool is going to follow that. So like if you have these guardrails that you like to use, I would just tell SaberSim those up front because then what's going to happen is that you're going to get more lineups back that you actually want to see. You're going to help SaberSim to give you more of the lineups that you want to play and then you can go from there. So um, one thing I would say is that if, if you know there are things you don't want, tell SaberSim. If you know there are things you do want, tell SaberSim and do all of this before even running your lineups. That way you just get more lineups that look like what you want them to look like. That way you can have more lineups to go through for diversification, for minimax exposures, et cetera. So I would do that. All right, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Spencer said, I find that at times the 5K lineup pool is a little shallow. Is there any talk of increasing the pool past 5,000? Great question. So this really is exactly why I just said, you know, it's really good to like put those things in up front because 5,000 lineups is great. 5,000 lineups is super cool. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not that many lineups. And you can give yourself more available lineups by telling SaberSim what you want it to do. So that is why I would suggest putting those things in. Uh, team is always looking to scale and, and grow. I, I don't know if we're going to be bringing more lineups into Saber Sim soon, but I know that we would like to eventually here. All right, next question. When projections update, can I just run the contest sim again or do I have to rebuild lineups? Good question. So best practice is to rebuild lineups and I would just stay in the same build workspace where you've already made all of your adjustments because then those will just be honored when you go to rebuild. So like, say I'm in this pool here, right? Um, I've set a bunch of minimax exposures. I've tinkered. And then, you know, the final sim runs, I can just come in here and rebuild the lineups. And then I know that my changes are going to be taken into account up front. or, you know, yeah, that's, that's honestly probably what I would suggest. When I'm doing a 20 max and a 150 max, should I separate builds or should I just run two contest sims on one build? If so, which entry limit should I use for that build? Uh, great question. So this is actually part of our DFS profit plan. We really suggest splitting your build up into two builds, a single entry and three max, and then a 20 max and 150 max. And the reason for that is because the build settings for your 20 max and 150 max on like a more normal slate. So like if I were to go look at NBA tonight, oh, we only have a two gamer. 
Well, either way, this should probably work. So, like, let's say I'm playing, you know, a large field 20 max, 50K entries. My sliders are 0, 9. If I go to 150, my sliders are the same. But if I come down to, like, a more normal single entry, my sliders are going to go down more significantly. And then if I'm playing a 3 max, they're basically the same. So the sliders are basically the same. Uh, when, when the sliders are the same, these are just determining the upside of your lineups. So it's easier to just build them together. So that's why we suggest one build for single entry, three max, one build for 20 max and 150 max. And then from within each of those builds, have your different contest sims set up. So there's a couple of different ways you could do that. I, I think best practice is to set up all of your contest sims. And then what you do is you run your contest sim all at once, right? So you could build up to five to 10 contest sims within a build workspace here. So I could have contest sim one. I could have contest sim two, right? I could build up to 10. And then when you have your lineups, you're going to run these contest sims. They're all going to run at once. And then what we suggest is sort by a specific contest's risk-adjusted ROI, set the number of the contests in that contest in your My Lineups box, and then fill that fill fill that contest, trash those lineups, and then go to the next one. So I don't have an entries file right now, but I'll make a note for tomorrow, uh, for tomorrow's show. So do multi contest sim. Actually, we could probably just do it right now. So just give me a second, like to put in some stuff here. So I'm just going to enter a couple of contests for this NBA two gamer. And then I will show you guys how to do this easier to just knock it out now. Okay. Entry fee. Perfect. Okay. So I just entered two contests. Going to go to contests, going to go to my contests, going to download the template file bring that in so i have two contests now right so then in my build i have two contest sims so good so i'm going to make my two adjustments two projections i'm going to build a smaller number of lineups and then once this finishes then we will go over the next part here so just waiting for this to finish Uh, 350 is fine, more than enough. Okay, so then now I'm going to go one, one lineup, right? So I'm going to run my contest sim. And then when my contest sim finishes, I'm going to go into my sorting metrics. So let's let this run. Okay, boom, contest sim is done. So then what I want to do is I have two contest sims, one and two. So I want to go to one. I'm going to sort by risk-adjusted ROI. I'm going to go to save to my contest. Say this top one is number one. So I'm going to save that. Lineup goes in there. Before I do anything else, I'm going to trash this one lineup by right-clicking on my lineups. And then I'm going to hit yes to trash it. It's going to fill a new lineup in here. I'm going to go to number two, contest sim, sort by risk-adjusted ROI, and then fill this one into the next contest. And then I just go one by one until they're all filled. 
and then I can download them and then upload them to the site. So it's important to trash the lineups that you're using because sometimes a lineup can grade out well for more than one contest and you don't want to use it more than once. We suggest entering a unique lineup into each entry that you have. So that's why we suggest trashing those lineups rather than allowing them to be reused. But that is how you do it. All right, question from Larson. And Larson said, in FanDuel, the squib is usually 1,175 total entries. Is it better to use the 100 to 1,000 setting or the 1,000 to 10K setting? Good question. I always lean on the higher side. So if it's like right on the edge, I would just go with the bigger setting because uh, more upside isn't going to hurt you, but less upside will. So that is why I suggest that. Okay, next question here. How do I plug in hand-built lineups to check what their ROI is? Good question. So the way that you do this is you can do this a couple ways. So what you could do is you could use the pencil icon and then you could like actually select all the players from your hand-built lineup and put them in here. That is one way to do it. So that's an easy way to do it. And then you could run your contest sim and then obviously they would be graded out. The other option is if you were to have that lineup in DraftKings already. So like, let's say that, you know, I, I just built those lineups here, right? I'm going to download them. And then let's say that I go and enter them into DraftKings really quickly. Okay. So now that they're entered, what I can do here. So like say they're entered and you haven't done anything with SaberSim, what you can do is use the upload entries, download the template file, select this. So from this CSV, what you can do here is you can upload this to draft to, to SaberSim. So get rid of these first four columns here, delete those. And then now I can save this. Save. And then I can go to a build that doesn't have lineups, open up a new build workspace, right-click, use upload pool, grab that DK, and then it'll bring the lineups in here. And then from here, I can run the contest sim and then see what SaberSim has to say. So like that's another way to do it, right? Um, if you need to know the lineup format, just download, just use the save to CSV button and then match it. So what I would do is run a build with lineups Go to the Save to CSV button, download the lineups, and then you're going to get to see what the format is. So that's why just the first player position has to be in column A, and then you're good the rest of the way. It doesn't really matter. So those are two ways to do it. You could just do it in SaberSim, or you can do it via the files. Depends how many you have. Okay, next question here from Jeffrey. How can I make a rule? to only have ownership, hold on one second. How can I make a rule to only have three players over a certain ownership number 
Example, only three players over 25% owned per lineup in NBA. Uh, yeah, I would just build a rule for that. So like, let's say that I'm going to come in here. I'm going to go to lineup rules. And then what I'm going to say is group rule, automatic, use no more than three. And then you're going to add a requirement. And then you're going to say my own greater than 25. So then what this is going to tell Saberson, hey, don't use more than three players that have greater than 25% ownership. And then what it will do is it will create a group for you. That way you do not have to. And then put all those players in a group and say, from this selection of players, use no more than three. So that is how you do it. Okay, Car Park said, I hope you bink a massive win one day, Andrew. If anyone deserves it, it is you. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, I, I would like to win a million one day. That would be that would be pretty cool. Marvin said, does Saberson redistribute projections if I want to build without today's RB1? No, it will not. So if you come in here, and you say, hey, I want to do a build where maybe ETN doesn't play or ETN gets hurt. Like, just because you change the manual projection for the player does not mean that SaberSim is going to redistribute those fantasy points. So if I come into the showdown tonight and I go to like a fresh build, so you would have to do it basically. So if I go to flex... And then I say, okay, you know, maybe I want to do a build if if ETN is out, so I'm going to set him to zero. That's not going to affect the projections of his backups, basically. So if you want to go and give points to Ernest Johnson, you're going to have to do that. And, or if you want to go give points to Tank Bigsby, you're going to have to do that. So make those adjustments yourself and then go from there. All right. Follow up from Larson in the Office Hours channel. Larson said, will NFL ever have the detail on what changed in projections after an updated sim run, the way it works with NBA? It's super useful to see what is changing each run, if it's anything of substance. Uh, good question. I will be happy to take that back to the team here. So I'll make a note for projection, change summary. NFL. Happy to do that. All right. Uh, that is it for questions in both the Discord and the YouTube chat. Appreciate you guys tuning in as always here. We will be right back tomorrow, Tuesday, December 5th for our next show at 2 p.m. Eastern. So until then, take care. Good luck. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.